Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Booze, Boys, and Bucks. I know it's been a while yet again, um, but today I am going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm going to talk about social media, all things podcasts, and you guys will get a little taste about how I feel and my thoughts in this current world that we live in. But I'm going to start off by saying it's been a while. Lots has happened. I'm still shocked sometimes at how much happens in my life despite this pandemic. Um, It really confuses me why so many things happen to me. But I'm not complaining. It keeps life interesting, even if sometimes stressful. So hope you're all having a great week and excited for the holidays. We finally reached December. Who would have thought that we would still be doing this almost a year later? Completely crazy. I think it's hit a lot of people in different ways and I think it is hitting a lot of people again in different ways. So I hope everyone's doing okay and staying positive and can at least spend the holidays with one or two loved ones. I know me, I'll be spending the holidays alone, but I am completely fine with it. I've come to terms with it, and we're just going to have a great, relaxing holiday season, me, myself, and I. So without further ado, we'll get into today's episode. So guys, today we live in a world where we're always on social media. And with everything that's going on, I feel like we've been on it more than usual. I think everyone can attest that their phone usage, if you have an iPhone, um, they notify you of like how much time you've spent on it every week, I think. And it's definitely, or like even every day, maybe. Um, it's definitely gone up for most people, at least for me, I think I used to, even when you're at work, right? When you're in the office, I feel like I would never look at my phone. Sometimes I would go the entire day without looking at my phone. I would just like quickly check it during lunch and really be fully focused in there. I think nowadays, with working from home, a lot of us that do work a desk job end up on our phones way more often than we'd like to admit. Um, And even, I mean, I know some people are still more productive that way and it varies by person, but we've all been on our phones a lot more than we used to be. And I think with that, we've been exposed to a lot more of the social media world, but we've also had a lot less to post. And that really had me thinking, right? Like, what is social media? Like, why do we post on it? Like, what is our end goal as we go through it? Rather that be Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, I don't know if anyone still uses Facebook, but (laughs) everything is content. You're consuming content here. You're consuming content in the news. 
you're producing content at work, you're consuming content at work. We're in this lifestyle and I kind of pegged it with a term now and I call it the content lifestyle. I think our lives are now a constant influx and outflux of content because everyone is seeing everything. And I don't mean your phone is spying on you, although most of us know that to be very, very true. But the truth is, when you post something, whatever social media it is that you're posting in, you are producing content for someone else. We used to have photo books, right? And that's where we would we would go, we would get all our pictures done, we would make scrapbooks, we would make photo books, and you would have people over. And when you had people over, you were entertaining, right? If you ask your parents, like they would always they called it entertaining. When you were socializing, you were entertaining. You were giving a little bit of your life to other people. Nowadays, we're just constantly entertaining, right? So you're entertaining your friends 24-7. You're sending them a Snapchat of what you're doing. You're posting on Instagram. You're posting an Instagram story. You're texting them. Whatever it may be, we're constantly entertaining. The world has evolved to this different lifestyle where you no longer have to bring people into your own home physically to show them your photo albums, to show them the way you live, to show them the cool things that you're into. And I personally think I do it a lot more in some ways than other people, but I also do it a lot less in other ways than other people. So I'm not big on telling everyone what I'm doing, at least my close friends, or posting about it. So if I find something cool, unless I know for a fact it's something that would benefit someone else, I'm not going to go share this new cream or this new wine I tried that you absolutely have to try and it's going to change your life. I'm very much more private in that way to the point that a lot of people come to my apartment and they're like, wow, I didn't know you had this and I didn't know you had that. And with the pandemic, I've gotten a little more open with what's going on in my life. But I also don't like to expose that too much because personally, I'm just the type of person that changes her mind every five freaking seconds. Um, (laughs) This guy that I was with for a while actually said, like, I can't keep up with you because every day it's something new. Every day you're doing something different and you're just losing me at this point. He's like, I can't, I can't keep up. Um, But I think everyone's trying to keep up with each other lately. And I'm not necessarily saying that's a completely bad thing, but it takes away, I think, the magic of your own life. You're starting to produce all this content for other people And yes, I have plenty of friends that don't post as often, but when they do, like, what are you really trying to show, right? If you post a picture of yourself, a lot of people do it today because they wore a cute outfit or they felt pretty. And you take the picture because you feel pretty. But when you stop to think about it is why do you post the picture? 
so that other people see the picture and they think you're pretty. That's one option, right? That's like the validation that people try to get from social media. The other one is, wow, I think I look really pretty. People like looking at pretty things, hence posting it on social media. So I think there's various different ways, but it all comes back to creating content. And we see these influencers that literally live off of creating content. And you even see the shift from what influencers used to be like, I want to say even five years ago compared to what they are now, right? Influencers, businesswomen, however you want to call it, it's people call it influencing so we're just gonna stick to the term but it's before you used to go on youtube to see people that were teaching you how to do makeup or they were making a video on a holiday gift guide right or what's in my purse which is even a little uh, pulling to the other side right but here are the products I'm loving. Here are my favorites. Here's my home decor. You used to flip through magazines because you wanted to see beautiful art and different ways to decorate your house or different flowers that you should put in your garden. And the same way you used to go on Instagram before with these influencers to see what they were wearing. How are they styling it? What brands are they wearing? What's the trend? that's what you looked for. You looked for the content that these people were producing independent of their lives, right? So what an influencer was wearing had nothing to do with her life to an extent. It was about the clothes and about that specific content. And I think as we've evolved, it's become a lot more that their lifestyle is the content. So someone going to grab coffee, that is the content that you are consuming because you want to go and grab the same coffee that that person does because to some extent that validates that your opinions are the same as those people. And it's just very interesting. And I think it started with the concept of vlogs and just the concept of stories and Snapchat and sharing is you are using your actual life as content. You're no longer producing the content. It is part of your life. And I'm not here to say that like, oh, like these people don't put in work. That's not it. But I'm talking about all of us. Like, what are we really producing? Nothing. We're just posting on social media about our lives and hoping that that's entertainment. We become our own characters on social media for show and people believe that that's who you are and they put the pieces together of what's posted on social media and that dictates how cool you are how well you dress and mind you I'm sure there are 500 people that post cute pictures with their boyfriend on social media that aren't happy in real life there are thousands of people that will post pictures and sweats on social media but actually are extremely fashionable in real life. You go out to dinner with them and they look really good all the time and they're actually really good at makeup, but you would never know that because that's not the content of their life that's being shown. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on people that we don't realize. It's weird to think how that's social media and 
being constantly putting out content has changed the way we see things. I think people are a lot more exhausted now because you used to have time for yourself when you were in your own home, as I said, your parents weren't entertaining anyone. Your home, you're relaxing. We are now entertaining people because you made your coffee and whatnot. So I think that is something that a lot of people don't realize is that creates a society that's really, really exhausted. And I'm welcome to different opinions that disagree with me. But when I look at my friends, right, and I think about who's happy and who's having a good time, my personal friends that have the healthiest relationships lead the happiest lives are the friends that you would look on social media and you're like, oh, they're not even doing anything. They don't even travel. Like, what what do they even do? Like, they haven't posted in ages. And they've been all over the world. They have done so many things. They have so many great relationships in their lives, but you don't see. And that's how I see with some of my best friends. I don't have any good pictures with my good, good friends. I think I have one with a friend because I visited her and we decide we finally decided to take a picture and it's not even that great like one of us looks bad in each of them but it's on my Instagram because it was a very happy moment and I did take a red eye there and back to visit her so I felt like I had to document it um I needed other people to know that I put an effort exactly I needed to produce that content um so you see that like the people you're closest to, you don't have pictures with because I don't need to use that relationship as content. And that goes back to something I'll touch in another podcast, which is just relationships are your and that person's only. They're not for anyone else. No one else needs to know what's going on. Um, but we fall into this trap of just trying to be better and do better and post more and whatever you got to do to produce the best content, to put out the best character. You see these with actors as well and models. And I think, I forget which model it was. I think Gigi Hadid once talked about it or someone talked about it and used it her as an example, but it was... These people used to just be models, right? They were on the runway. You knew their names because they were good models, but you knew nothing about their life. You didn't know their personality. Now models need to have a personality because they're a persona. They're no longer just a model, which I think they're people. Yes, they've always been people, but that was their job, right? They went, they took pretty pictures and they they put in the work. They were good at photog- at like being in photographs. They knew their angles. And now it's like, oh, not only that, but we also need to know like what salads you order today because if you don't, then you're now an irrelevant model and you don't book as many like shows and you don't book as many magazine covers and you don't book as many catalogs because there's no personality attached to you. So no one wants to see you in anything. Um, and you see the shift, which some people that are more influencers are now being cast in different campaigns and used to promote products because, 
oh, they're a person and you can relate to that person. But we forget that that person that they're putting out is really a character as genuine as most of them are. Like that's not their life 24-7. Very few people are going to post them sitting on the couch all freaking day, right? And that happens with actors as well. Before you had those really good actors and Yes, there was always the who's dating who, I think, for a long time that has been a thing, but you weren't necessarily interested in their workout routine or you would you looked to the experts to find things that you needed to know. Now we look to regular people to be experts to teach us what we need to know because their life is our content that we consume. So this content lifestyle, though, didn't start just now. I think it started a really long time ago. But there are still people that I believe have fallen into this content lifestyle from something different. So I think it all started right with your past influencers and YouTube. I remember when YouTube first started. And as I was saying, we used to do... Um, makeup looks and different fashion videos and look books and really like produce the content like for a really long time I I had a YouTube when it first started out um, it wasn't a huge thing I think at the time like some of the really big YouTubers were just reaching 1k subscribers and that was a huge deal like people weren't People weren't in the millions yet on YouTube when I started. And I just thought it was really fun. I remember learning how to do my makeup watching these people because I didn't know how to. I remember some girls would teach me things I needed for my dorm when I was go- when I was thinking about going to college, right? And those are the things that I looked to and I started to think, "Oh, I just went through like this whole college application process. I should share with people my experience with it so that they have a bigger sample pool to look at. And that was really what we were all doing. And I remember everyone was so nice and so supportive because every content that you put out kind of built upon other people. No one was stealing each other's tags or trying to make the best content possible. It was still a very small community. And we were just trying to put out things that would be helpful for people. And I remember I would do research for hours on how to properly contour. And then I would record a contouring video. I used to get up um, my freshman year of college I remember getting up at 4.30 a.m. during October, which was Halloween month, doing this insane makeup. Like my entire face was done for Halloween. I think it was, I don't think it was my flapper makeup. I forget what it was, but I think it was like a cartoon makeup that I did. And I spent two hours that morning doing that from five to seven took my entire face of makeup off and went to class barefaced because that was the content, right? And people knew that I wasn't getting ready for Halloween on October 2nd, right? (laughs) 
Um, but you would put an effort because you found your niche and you stuck to it. And that's kind of what you did. And I see that a lot of people that did look at YouTube at the time as really a business have shifted out of YouTube to creating content elsewhere and shifted away from social media and into their own businesses. And I think that's a factor of those people that were there in the very beginning were there to treat YouTube as a business, right? These are things you create and you put thought into and you put it out. This isn't you vlogging yourself to go get coffee or vlogging your life or like what, like where you worked out. It's about the content. It's about what you're teaching people. And YouTube is really a teaching tool, however you want to look at it. I'm teaching you how to put these clothes together. I'm teaching you how to wear so-and-so, like how do you wear a leopard print in 10 different ways. I'm teaching you how to make this really cool dish that I just learned how to make or how to make a cake. Um, there were just so many things to be taught by people and it felt nice that no one acted as an expert. So, and people were just like trying to teach other people to the best of their abilities. And I think that's kind of where it all started. And obviously, as I said, it escalated over time. But I do think some people did take that platform and do really great things with it. And for me, I personally kind of went away from it because I started to feel like I needed to focus more in school and that's personally my reasoning. But now I look back and I wonder if I should have stuck around because I really did leave right as my channel was starting to blow up. And I just woke up one day and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I knew it was a dumb decision because I knew this was going to be big, but I just started seeing so much of people following people's lives and not really producing genuine content that I I just didn't want to be a part of it anymore personally. I just couldn't do that myself. I'm very private with my life. So it's kind of what it escalated to, but All that to say, I do think some people have done really great things with it and really turned and found their passion through social media and through this content creation life. And I think it's allowed a lot of people to do cool things and find their true passion. So I wanted to touch on someone today and that is the founder of Jizu. I cannot pronounce her name for the life of me, but one, I think she's awesome and she's freaking beautiful, but I'm not going to try to pronounce her name. You all know who I'm talking about. Her first name is N-E-G-I-N and then her last name, I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to try, but she normally gets classified as a style icon, the founder of Jizu. She was in Forbes 30 Under 30 for her company, 
And she's also a collaborator. She collaborates with a bunch of different brands because she's now become somewhat of a personality. But she actually started as an influencer and she was one of the first ones as well. She was getting her master's degree and she really liked fashion and started posting pictures of her outfits. One of her friends told her like, why don't you do this? So she started posting pictures of her outfits and it started getting really big. People started responding. And at that point, she wasn't really a personality. She was just a girl posting pictures of her outfits and teaching people how to dress to an extent. And her dad actually said back at the time that it was just a phase and she really wanted a reason to shop. (laughs) And you would think because obviously she's getting her master's, like her family was very um, academically driven. So they didn't really see posting pictures on Instagram as a job. Um, And it actually worked out for her. So she started posting these pictures and she always had amazing hair. And everyone kept asking her like, what do you do to your hair? What do you do to your hair? And she's like, well, it's like this honey thing that my mom makes. Because if you guys don't know, she actually comes from five generations of beekeepers. And she used to go to these places every Sunday that her family owned to care for the bees. I don't know what it's called. Um, But that's what she grew up doing. And her mom would take honey and make this hair oil and her mom always took care of her hair like they were very like bee farm people so it's not like she was going to fancy salons she was just taking it taking care of it a natural way and people kept asking kept asking and I think so she said she finally was like well this could be something right like no one else has this it clearly works people are interested I already have a following, so why not produce this as a product and sell it to people? And that was her big take. Um, But at the time, she had finished her master's. She was kind of dependent on the influencer money. It's not like she had tons and tons of money to spend. It was still when influencing wasn't as big, and... She actually ended up investing her entire savings into Jizu because she didn't want it to get investors. She wanted complete control and freedom. And that's a trend you see with her a lot is with everything she does, she wants to have complete control and she wants to be free to do what she wants with it. So She's actually never seeked investors to this day for Jizu. And I know a lot of you guys know how big it is. It's recently started selling at Sephora, I think. And it's just an amazing, it's an amazing hair product personally. (laughs) But I think what makes it so amazing is because there's so much passion into it. And it's a very focused brand. It's not She hasn't taken her brand to go do 500 different things. And she actually talks about it, that she believes in focus. 
So she only focuses on Jesus. She'll never go do a clothing brand. She'll do collaborations. And obviously, because she started out as, as a style icon, that is part of who she is and part of her brand. But Jisoo and her Instagram brand are completely separate. If you go on her personal Instagram, you'll see sometimes there's some stuff about Jisoo because it is part of her life, but she keeps those brands very separately because that is her business. And she talks about in one of the interviews that she is really passionate about the product because it's something she's been using her whole life. It's almost like her family's legacy is now being taken on to the world, right? She's teaching all these people about the benefits of honey and the benefits of bees. And, you know, bees get seen as these insects that sting you and are painful. And that's not the world she grew up in. So... She kind of is brings that awareness to everyone, and she's really focused. She's focused just on Jisoo, and her brand is separate as a person, and she really loves the product. So she actually talks about how she used to be super lazy until she found this. She used to be lazy in school. I mean, obviously a smart girl, but... Like, just didn't want to do things, was just always very lazy. And now with this business, she puts it all into it. She's always there. She's always investing time, always trying to make it better, coming up with ways to do different things. And it's really her passion. Um, She talks about how... She's never made a penny out of her business. Most of her money comes from um, her influencing and her other deals. But actually all the money she's made with this business, she's reinvested it within the business because it's about the business. It's not about the money it makes her. It's what she's really passionate about. And my mom used to always say this. She's like, do something you love and you'll never really work a day in your life. Because you are, the moment, if you're doing something for the money, the moment it stops making you money, you don't want to do it anymore. And when you're doing something you truly love, it can be making you zero dollars. You will continue to do it because it's something you really love. And I think that's what she found with this business. It was something she really loved. And she found a way to marry the things that she had learned in college and her personality. And she actually said that for a really long time up until recently, she negotiated and handled all the deals and contracts for the brand um, because she just has a knack for negotiation and the passion for the product is what keeps her going. And then the business side of things and the negotiations keep it interesting for her. She's always doing something different. She's learning as she's doing. And it's kind of like her business is her child. And I think that's really cool. I know I talked a lot about how bad social media is or all the things that it's doing to the world earlier in this episode. But I do think it's allowed people like her 
to start this business. Uh, she maybe would have never thought to start it if she didn't have an Instagram and people didn't follow her and they didn't ask her what she did with her hair. Um, that idea might have never come to mind and she might have never been able to exercise her passion because like it or not, that's where she was getting her money, right? And that's where she ended up reinvesting it, investing it into this company and she would have never been able perhaps to start this company had she not had the money from influencing. So I think there are a lot of bad things that have come from this content lifestyle, but there's also people that have been able to take that and really catapult themselves into finding their passions. And I see actually now a lot of influencers that were there back in the day that have left and focused on something else and started their own brands. And even recently, I think you see some of them have left to pursue their design freelance careers because they found that's what they really were good at. You see some of them have left to just focus on makeup and some of them have focused so much on it that now you know them for their makeup brands and not for their YouTube channel. Um, so I think there's been good things to come of it. It's, it is though a slippery slope. And I think as we see more and more, a lot of what's being produced is lifestyle content and what really is lifestyle content. It's just you putting your life out there. And I think that's kind of what my podcast is, which is what I struggle with. I hope someone takes away something from my life when I share it with you guys, but I personally am just, I don't really mix my podcast with my Instagram. I don't mix it with the YouTube channel. I don't mix it with anything else because this is my spot to come here and tell you guys about what my thoughts are and hopefully bring people comfort that they're living through the same thing. I don't plan on telling you guys ever what exactly my coffee order is because I don't think anyone cares and there's nothing groundbreaking about it. (laughs) So I think it's just an interesting world we live in. Even people that aren't super on social media or on the influencing space in any way it's you're really posting for other people and you're creating content for other people and you're posting on snapchat even if those other people are your close friends that you follow it's still you're constantly entertaining and that can be exhausting so that is my message for today sharing with you guys a little bit of the good and the bad of things but I really want to encourage everyone, especially as we're home and when, as we're on our phones constantly, to think about the content that you are consuming and remind you that it's okay to not produce any content because entertaining is exhausting. You all know that if you've ever had a party, a dinner party, a bachelorette night hosting, you're exhausted after there's a lot of cleanup that needs to happen too when you do that in real in the real world um but just remember it's okay to be exhausted if all you've done is sit on your phone um because producing and consuming content is very tiring even when it's as little as a snapchat of you being tired 
So I hope everyone has a great rest of their week and I will talk to you guys in my next podcast.